Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Hello, and welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, Zay, and uh, we got the two live crew for you today. Fantasy Fiend, I'm Young Vander. Holla at the people. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? Yo, it's playoff time. Uh, the rubber's meeting the road. Time to get to the nitty gritty. Make sure that you know what to do for, for many of you the first week of the playoffs. Some people started playoffs last week. Uh, those that don't realize that there now is an 18th week of football. Um, so normally, you know, most most people are going for playoffs through week 15 through, uh, I mean, week 14, 15 and 16 or 15, 16 and 17. Excuse me. So uh, we're going to make sure that you know what matchups are going to make the most sense. Go through a little bit of the news, rapid fire 10, and uh, we're going to go ahead and kick everything off with the news. But before we do that, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's at Fantasy Football Fiend. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to the Facebook group. Join us there at the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Fiend, spelled F-E-I-N. Let's go ahead and get the party started with your news. And now your fantasy news. All right, so we'll kick it off with the quarterbacks. Actually, we're going to do things a little bit unorthodox. We're going to kick it off with something that we've never done before. We're going to kick it off talking about a coach. <laughs> we see the news this week saying that Bill Belichick um, is pretty much already out the door. Just out of respect, we're letting him finish up the year. I believe that to be true. Um I believe that Bill Belichick, the GM, has kind of put Bill Belichick, the head coach, in a very precarious position. And um, there's not much he can do with the groceries that he's bought home, although he's still a decent chef. Um, right now, it's going to be a matter of is he's going to is he going to end up getting traded to another team or if we'll just, you know, cut bait, let him do what he wants to do. Um, I know what Bill Belichick would do. Um, he would get rid of a person a year too early versus a year too late. And he would maximize the situation to get the most out of them that he could versus just saying, hey, go wherever you want to go. That's normally how that works out. But how are you feeling about this whole Bill Belichick situation? Uh, do you think this is going to be a positive for the Patriots and whoever the uh, Patriots fantasy players may be going into next year? Or do we think it's going to be a step back before it's a step forward? Nah, me personally, I think it's a positive for the Patriots uh, getting rid of Bill. And I know to some that may sound like blasphemy uh, being that the success he has had. But I'm going to compare it to this. Your grandmother, she was a great cook, probably the best cook in your family, best food you ever tasted. But as she got older, she kind of lost us. She kind of lost her way. 
You know, grandma don't cook like she used to. You know, she, the hand got a little heavier. Maybe she put a little bit too much salt this time or maybe not enough. And, you know, she just can't do it like she did at one point in time. And I think that's what we have here with Bill Belichick. Last year, you kind of see the right on the wall where when he felt like a defensive coordinator can call offensive plays, that was like a flag yeah. there. And then uh, and your, 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 the, the maturation of your quarterback took a step back. Mac Jones, rookie year, coming out looking like he's going to be something. Then took a step back with a D coordinator. And now this year, he's looking like he don't even belong in the league at this point. So you don't know if his confidence is shot or what it is. Uh, but I think, you know, Bill, he's a, you know, he's still Bill Belichick. I just think that um, he has lost his way as far as a decision maker, um, as far as personnel. Uh, that that way of the whole is not working. You can't. Honestly, go- though. If you if you really take a look at it, he's never really been that good with personnel in general. Like he can pick a great offensive lineman way too early, or he can pick a good defensive player. But what hid more of his mistakes was the fact that it didn't matter who you put out there with Tom Brady, he was gonna make a shake. So now that you can't hide behind that, I mean, Bill Belichick is a sub five hundred coach without Tom Brady. So I mean. It's a what have you done for me lately type of a league. And in all honesty, I mean, I kind of feel like I, I really do feel like he still is a good to, to use your analogy, you know, with the grandmother. I think he's still actually a, a pretty good cook. The issue is you refuse to give up the driver's license and let somebody else go to the grocery store. So yeah. because you want to be the one to go to the grocery store, you never quite get what you need because you're not even making it to the store. Like you, <laughs> you getting held up before you even get to the store. So, I mean, if you look at the last few drafts, um, he's gotten a couple of good defensive guys. We we don't need more good defensive guys. You can make it shake, Bill, with whoever you have on defense and people um, on defense are willing to come in and play for you just because of your namesake and what you can do with a defense. Why not make life easier on yourself? And use those draft picks on offense because right now the talent that we have in the building, you can say what you want about the talent, but that's on you, sir. You picked them. Like, well, the, so. Another thing, like, the team has no identity. You know, at one point, you, had, you knew, you know, which the way the team was going. What, what are the Patriots? Are they a running team? Are they a passing team? Like, you don't know what you what's there. Like, it's a week-to-week basis. It seemed like week-to-week, they're changing. And um, it's just not a good, it's just not a good fit anymore. Now, the thing is this, I mean, I'm not saying Bill Belichick is not, he can't go coach somewhere else. Oh, sure he could. Absolutely. But the thing is this, it's still the NFL. He's still going to be a coach. Where is he going to go? I'm going to be honest with you. It's two teams I can see him going to. And depending on the other moves that those two teams make, I can see him kind of making a shape. And I'm willing to guarantee these two teams probably don't have a quarterback. They do. They do. Um. The Los Angeles Chargers, they have a quarterback and they actually have pieces on defense and they're ready to get rid of their head coach. So you kind of have the groceries already bought and paid for there. And you're going to have a decent um, a decent draft pick um, draft stock this year based on how poorly they're doing in relative to expectations. So that's why their head coach is probably Staley is probably going to be out the door. So that's one place that I can see him going and kind of turning around quickly because they already got the groceries. The meal is ready to be made. It's just a person. So so with the Chargers, 
the groceries are there, but the cook is horrible. He can go in there and cook something up and be and, and be good to go and minimally win eight games over the next two years so that he beats out um, Shula's record, which is, which is his main thing. That's the only reason he's still coaching. He got 16 more games to win in order to take over that uh, the record for the most wins by any head coach in NFL history, which I don't see any head coach. You know, head coaches don't keep their job long enough now for anybody to come close to that um, at this point. So. I could see him minimally going to the Chargers and making them an eight-win team, which he would definitely get with what he has there. The other team that I'm looking at, Sam Howell actually showed me something. If the commanders who are have that new ownership group, they want um, a, a savvy coach, somebody that can come in and kind of um, you know settle things down a little bit. If you have Bill Belichick as the head coach, but then you keep Eric Bieniemy as your uh, OC, if he doesn't end up going to Chicago as their head coach, I can see what Bill does on defense and what Eric does on offense, putting that that particular division on notice. And again, minimally winning eight games over the next two years, which is kind of at the end of the day. I mean, he, he got his rings. Like, he wants that record more than anything else. So those are the two teams that I can see that I know for sure they want to get rid of the head coach. And I also know for sure they already had the pieces in house to kind of do a little something with to at least appease him for the amount of wins that he wants to get over the next couple of years. So those are the two teams that came to mind. Uh, anybody else that you could think of that, that kind of has a few players there already that might make sense. Carolina was one of the teams that was out there, but they don't have the pieces to, to make it make sense. And I don't think he want to go win four games and have to coach for four years for a team that ain't his squad. So I, I don't I think that's, that. I could see the commanders doing it because with that new ownership, they really want to make a splash. Yeah. Uh, that big hire. Um, as far as the charges, uh, uh, I don't know about that one. I'm not sure if they're going to travel across country to another coast. Um, but I, I mean, guess- it, it, it might be time to go to warmer weather. He might want Florida or California. He's 72. He might not want to stay in that cold no more. Or for that matter. His whole career, the- his whole career been in the cold, though. He was in this Cleveland. True. He went he from was- Cleveland to the Jets. To, well, he was with the Jets for like a week, but then he came to New England. Hey, I got another team for you. I got another team for you. What if you stick it to the Patriots by going to Buffalo? You think Buffalo in the in the hunt for the new coach? I mean, if they if they don't make the play, they pretty much got to win the rest of their games out to make the playoffs. How about this? How about this? I got one even better. Okay. Uh, we always been saying McCarthy was on the hot seat. What the Cowboys don't win? Nah. They won't give it to McCarthy. Not this year. They're doing too well. Well, maybe maybe if they get booted out in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll try to go from, you know, you know, some teams will have a coach that kind of like Andy Reid with the Eagles. You got to, you know, you were Moses and you got us to the promised land, but you can't enter the promised land. So somebody else got to come in and take over. So if they if they get booted in the first round of the playoffs, I can see something like that happening. But that's the only way I can see that team doing something like that. Because you know Jerry Jones like to run his own show, and him and I mean that's a, that's another Jimmy Johnson type situation. Like he he ain't gonna let Belichick just do him. That's gonna, I, I, that's yeah, going to be a problem. I think Bill is just a better coordinator. I'm just I, I agree with you, but but it's Jerry that's gonna be the issue. Like Kraft kind of stayed out the way a little bit. Jerry Jones is too involved in the cooking process for for a chef like Bill Belichick. Humble opinion. 
But we'll kind of see. Look, whatever's going to happen, I think it'll happen early in the offseason because that team is going to want everyone else to know who their coach is because they're going to assume that that's going to, well, I assume that's going to kind of help them recruit a couple of people, namely possibly from the Patriots, um, from that defense and uh, things of that nature. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, Go ahead and get into the QBs. Uh, Will Levis is limited on Wednesday, but the fact that he was able to get out there on Wednesday, um, his ankle should be good enough to go this week. Aiden O'Connell is expected to remain the starter for Thursday. Um, Antonio Pierce, um, he was noncommittal on who the signal caller was going to be, but they do have a quick turnaround with the game against the Chargers. Um, your boy, we was just talking about him, um, Herbert. Justin Herbert is out for the year. Um, he already had a broken finger on his nun throwing hand. Now he has a broken finger on his throwing hand um, and the index finger, which is one of the more important fingers as far as throwing the rock is concerned. So, yeah, he's going to be done for the year. And that may actually be the nail in the coffin as far as the win-loss record for um, Coach Staley. And um, he was already on the hot seat. Trevor Lawrence, he opened up the week with the full practice. Um, Trevor Lawrence is starting to become – don't hear what I'm not saying. He ain't Adrian Peterson, but he got that Wolverine gene. Um, most people that have that high ankle sprain, they out for like a month. Yeah, This dude didn't miss a week. Yeah. He only missed one practice. So, yeah, um, he heals a little bit different than most. Um, when I heard high ankle sprain, I was thinking the Jags might be doomed for the season as far as not having their signal caller. But, yeah, he, he's back in the fold. Um, I mean, I, I know Peterson, that that's your guy. You coined him with the name Wolverine, so I'm not going to act like I came up with that one. <laughs> but um, what are you thinking about Trevor Lawrence here? Is it good, bad, or indifferent that he's under center? Could he have done himself and maybe some of the other fantasy players on the team a, a service by taking a week or two off? Or do you think he'll get back to his normal self this week? I mean, he was able to um, play and make it through a whole game. Um, so I'm okay with it. He is the best decision. I mean, in a locker room at this point, maybe a 75% Lawrence is better than a 100% C.J. Brother. You know, at this point, so um, he was able, you know, <laughs> to complete the game. So I don't, he shouldn't, it shouldn't be no worse. You know, it should get better as we move forward now. So not only did he complete the game, he was still out there scrambling. And I'm like, dude, he, what are you doing? He, it wasn't a noticeable limp as, as well. Nah, so that that's why I say he got that Wolverine gene, like, like, like no limp or nothing. But yeah, he good luck to him. Pretty good though. Absolutely. Absolutely. He got every shot you can get taped up, wrapped up. (laughs) You got CJ Stroud. He is still dealing with concussion protocol. Um, This is going to be interesting. He took a pretty nasty hit. Not sure if he's going to be able to go this week. If he doesn't go, that may spell the end for the uh, Cinderella team, if you will, because I think they kind of need the rest of these wins to bring it on home as far as the Houston Texans are concerned. It also may spell the end for people who were depending on, uh, like, uh, Nico Collins. Uh, Tank Dale ended up out. It's a lot of guys that um, became dependable that if he's – and he was one of them. C.J. Stroud was one of them, but without him being there – that completely hurts Nico Collins. It hurts Schultz, who's back um, in the fold as far as practicing is concerned. 
Um, I wouldn't play anybody on that team unless CJ is ready to go. If he is ready to go, then I'm throwing Nico out there with no qualms about the situation as well as Schultz because, again, Tank Dale isn't out there. So even even in a pinch, um, depending on what situation you may be facing, um, Noah, Noah Brown, um, you know, with Tank Dale not being there. So what's your prognosis as far as CJ is concerned? Is this just a wait for Friday if you don't see him out there, pivot, um, pick up somebody tomorrow just in case? What no, are we doing? We definitely want to have something in, in the wings. I don't think he's going to play this week, in all honesty. Um, okay. it, from, from, you know, the rumblings, it doesn't sound like he's one of those guys that's going to be cleared. Um, we've seen a few guys get cleared within the week, uh, I believe. Olave was one, maybe yeah. Amari Cooper. But we also seen some guys that sat a week. And it looks like he's going to be one of those guys that sat a week. So we we'll see some guys that sat a few weeks, too. So, I mean. But the it's thing is, this, like, so you you think if they were to lose this week, he would just end it all right there, and they'll just. I I don't I don't think that they would end it all just because he still personally has that rookie of the year to play for, which I don't think he gets that if he doesn't play for the rest of the season, as good as he has been to this point. So for him, he still has things to prove. Also, they're a young team, so there's still a few things that you kind of want to, you know, iron out so that you don't have to figure it out um, on next year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are going to be some players as well that, you know, may be showcasing for next year for a different team or or for that team, for that matter. So they still have a lot to play for. Um, The rookie head coach there. uh, No, it's D'Amico. He's in the second year now, right? This is rookie. First year. It's his first year. So he still has a lot to prove. I'm, I'm sure he wants to, you know, have as good a record as possible in year one. Um, but obviously that's going to be barring um, the medical staff saying you're good to go, because what we're not going to do is put who is obviously our franchise guy in harm's way just for record's sake. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I feel bad for those CJ Stroud owners. That's man. The first week of the playoffs, you know, You've been probably riding that wave all season, and and now, unless you pre prepared, you kind of in a pickle. Um, single QB leagues, you probably have a pretty good pivot. Two QB leagues, especially like pure straight up two QB, not super flex. Fingers crossed. Um, you know, good luck. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes, but it's it, it's going to be it's going to be touch and go this week. Uh, but good luck with that. I, I wouldn't start Davis Mills thinking that he's going to be anywhere close to what CJ was putting up. I can tell you that. Yeah. Speaking of, we have a Nick Mullins who is going to be the starter for week 15. I don't like the way Minnesota is doing Dobbs. I just say that because the guy got in, he was your Cinderella for a couple of weeks. He's just <laughs> learning the playbook and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I don't even think he's been there, uh, uh, you know, he's maybe hitting like a month now and you're sitting him because of a couple of bad games. Like, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's two things of that, right? I mean, he has had two bad games back to back, Mm -hmm. but you understand when he came over, Nick Mullins wasn't ready. I think he's still on IR. Well, okay, that's true. So now Nick is ready to go and he's probably the best fit for what they have in place. He probably knows the playbook better. 
things of that nature. Um, he so definitely probably, knows the playbook better for sure. He's been there the whole year, so it's probably the best fit. The I think why, about it that way. Yeah, he was on Good IR point. when they made that trade. So. Good point. I didn't even think about that. But I think if, if Nick was available, they probably wouldn't have traded for Dobbs to be honest with you. I can see that too. That makes sense. Um, the only person that they had available was the rookie who didn't do too well. Didn't they end up cutting the rookie? I forgot. I forget um, his name. Is Jaron Hall? Yeah, Hall. That's who it was. I, I, I'm not even sure if he's still there or not, but he's third string if, if he is still there. I, I want to say they might have cut him, but um, they may have cut him. Uh, Easton Stick is going to be taking over uh, out there in Los Angeles for Justin Herbert. I I didn't see much um, his first time up to say that this is a guy that I'm just going to put in there um, unless I'm in a 2QB again situation, whereas I had to basically pick up whoever was available and I'm just don't want to get a zero. Um, then on top of that, we'll, we'll talking. Uh, we'll actually start out our wide receiver section talking about um, his counterpart there in Los Angeles. Uh, Keenan Allen isn't going to go this week. So it's, I, I, I don't see very, Eckler's going to be heavily used. Um, I know that they've been talking about um, splitting carries. There'll be enough carries to split between from in, in that backfield that it won't even matter um, because I can't see them throwing very often with the talent that they have out there. Maybe Palmer is a spot start this week. Um, Actually, he'll be the number one wide receiver. I think we're going to see Quentin Johnson's best game this week. You think so? I was thinking um, Everett would be a spot start where I, Everett might be the best pass catcher out there, to be honest with you. Um it may be this but week. We just seen uh, Quentin Johnson have a pretty decent game last week. He he caught a deep ball on it. It was from Stick. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have a little more rapport being on that second team. True, true. Um, and as far as Eckler is concerned, I don't think he get a lot of carries, but look for it be a lot of dump offs. Got the backfield. You know what I mean? He probably get eight catches this you know tomorrow. So I think PPR league hero. Right, right. So I think he'll you know do his just do. You know, receiving wise, maybe not rushing the ball wise, but you know, we got. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and go with wide receivers. Um, we talked about Keenan Allen. Noah Brown was able to log a limited practice. Looks like he's going to be able to go. Michael Wilson, who isn't a fantasy darling by any means, um, he had a neck injury. He had a limited practice. Tutu Atwell listed as did not practice. He had a concussion this week as well. Devontae Adams, he has an illness. Um, I'm pretty sure by Sunday he'll be ready to go. Not sure um, if that's going to matter very much but with everything they got going on uh, with quarterback. Uh, well, actually, wait a minute. Let me take a step back because that's not going to be Sunday. That's going to be Thursday. Hmm. So if he's ill on Wednesday and missed practice, do we think he just turns it around on Thursday night? Like that? That may, that that's actually a little bit closer than I was uh, thinking in my head is uh, because they, they do have the early game this week. Right. What is the illness? Didn't say. It just is says it, that it, is it he cold? was ill enough to miss practice. So I, I don't know. What was it? Let me see if it gives any other. He got burned or something. You never know what it was like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who knows what it says, uh It seems he first started feeling ill either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So that that see that's 
if he just started feeling ill Wednesday morning, that's even worse because, I mean, normally any kind of a virus or anything that you have, day one is not normally the worst. It's day two. So if day one is Wednesday and you're supposed to play Thursday, I, I, I don't know. And then you don't have very much to play for. I mean, you, I mean, he's playing for his legacy right now, though. His legacy may be safer by him not playing and getting out there and getting ten targets that are uncatchable from from Aiden O'Connell. Like I, it's a, it's a it's a numbers game, though. You know, how far is he from ten thousand yards or twelve thousand yards or you know eighty? 90 touchdowns or whatever. So, I mean, it's a numbers game at this point, man. He's, yeah, he's I not feel he's no, he's not, he knows he's not winning a ring. He's not in the hunt. So, at this point, you're just trying to pad, you know, pad those stats. Pad the stats a little bit as much as possible. I get it. We'll, we'll see how that works out. I have a pivot plan just in case. Um, yeah. Myers should have a pretty good game if Adams isn't able to go. Um, both Myers, the tight end as well as the running, as well as the wide receiver. Um, and and we'll talk about Jacobs in a minute. He was dealing with a quad injury. We'll talk about that when we get to uh, running backs. Uh, uh, the Tavion Wicks, Green Bay, he didn't practice on Wednesday dealing with the ankle injury. Juju Smith-Schuster was limited with the ankle injury. Got a lot of ankle injuries going on. Jaden Reed from Green Bay dealing with an ankle issue. Uh, Zay Jones dealing with a knee issue. Um Justin Jefferson told the uh, media on Tuesday that his chest injury is not severe enough to keep him out of the game against the Bengals. Do we play him um, as per usual or are we going to be a little bit uh, cautious as far as uh, Jefferson is concerned? Don't get cute. Same old, same old? You better. Because if he's on your team, you've been holding him this long for what just to sit him on the bench you know you waited probably six weeks for a hamstring injury and now you're gonna get in the playoffs and now you're gonna get cute and sit him no um nick mullins you know he's not no you know world-class quarterback but i've seen you know me being a 49er fan i've seen Mullins have some decent games yeah, um, you never know. This could be one of those games where he's flooded with targets. Hell, we just seen Jamar Chase had a like eleven catch game with with Browning, right? Brown Browning is looking like he could start for a couple of teams right now, though, to keep it a buck. Okay, so we we could very well see the same thing with a guy like with, with Muller, who has more experience than Browning. True, true, true. Um, so don't get cute. You know what I'm saying? You, you fire mm-hmm. Jefferson up per usual plan. Um, I know I am. You know what I'm saying? Even though I have a buy, I have I'm a I'm a Jefferson owner, but I don't play this week. But uh yeah, I'm I'm firing him up just like he has Kirk Cousins. Makes sense, makes sense. Uh going on over to running backs. Rico Dow, the backup for Mr. Tony Pollard, he is dealing with the ankle injury. Josh Jacobs, he's questionable for Thursday again. He's in that early game dealing with the quiet issue. Um I would have a pivot just in case. Now, the question with this is, 
do you go with his direct backup or are you pivoting to another team in general? I know um, you have Zamir White and Amir Abdullah as far as his backups are concerned. So we haven't seen very much from either one of them this year. So are we just if he doesn't go, are we pivoting to another team in general? And for that matter, the second piece to that question is if he does go, do we trust that he's going to finish the game or do we just want to pivot away from Jacobs in general this week? Well, I don't think Jacobs is going to play number one. Okay. Um, but I'm not comfortable with Zemir White or Abdullah. Um, I, I mean, as far as a PPR t- standpoint, Abdullah would probably be the, you know, the better fit for his receiving capabilities. But, uh, you know, if I could find another running back out there, if I can get uh, Chandler from Minnesota, he may be a guy okay. um, that's available um, due to the injury to Madison. He'd probably be a guy available on your waiver. Um, as well as uh, if no one picked up McKinnon, Jared McKinnon last week, facts, got like that. Out for the pivot wait, 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 wait. Is 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 Pacheco going to be out again? I believe so. Yeah, I don't think he's ready. Oh, okay, interesting. I mean, they was actually speaking on IR when it came to him. Oh, they wow. Say they say he's going to avoid IR. So when I hear that, that just let me know it's multi week. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, it's not a one week thing. So, uh. I would probably be more comfortable with uh, McKinnon than uh, Abdullah or Zamir White. So I would pivot to one of those guys if they're available uh, in your leagues. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Brees Hall and Travis Etienne, both limited in practice this week. Uh, Hall due to an ankle injury. Etienne due to a rib injury. I fully expect for both of them to go. Uh, A.J. Dillon is dealing with a thumb injury. Um, I, for, for for my money, AJ Dillon is one of the biggest RB busts in comparison to the noise that was out there for him. Um, but he was a non-participant, so he wasn't limited. He didn't go at all. Um, a guy that has had his woes as far as fumbling is concerned, thumb issue. That's that's not you know that that's not good news at all. Um, and he's a thumper as well. So at any point in time, that thumb can get nicked up doing a game. And I wouldn't want to depend on him just in general anyway. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Aaron Jones got a limited practice in. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, knee injury. Um, Aaron Jones is about to be, you know, one of those running backs that hopefully in Dynasty you got rid of him a year too early versus a year too late because you're going to be stuck with him. And it looks like the rest of his career is going to be injury plagued and he's inching ever closely to that magic number for running backs of 30 years old that unless you're, you know, one of the lucky ones, you're, you're pretty much out or a backup at that point. Um, So best of luck to Mr. Jones. We'll see how that works out. Uh, Raheem Mostart sits out the uh, practice this week with a knee, but it was more so of a veteran's rest is what it's being labeled as. Um, He was non-participant. Uh, Divine A. Chain, he's tending to a toe issue. Anytime I hear toe, I get a little bit nervous, um, especially if it's a rookie and he wasn't even limited in practice and the starting running back was out of the practice. That means that toe is probably a little bit more serious than, you know, it just being, uh, you know, an injury and namesake. So I, I don't know. Um, if he goes, I guess, you know, you got to start him on the off chance that he hits one of those 60-yard home runs. I mean, that that's kind of in his, uh, you know, modus operandi, if you uh, if you will. But 
those toe entries, I, I would definitely monitor that because if they do deem it as being turf toe or something like that, mm. you may just want to pivot away from him. Um, and luckily, or unluckily, depending on how you want to look at it, because he's had because he's had injury issues this year, you probably aren't dependent on him at the moment, or minimally have someone else that you can pivot to. So make sure you keep your ear to the ground on that. Um, Jerome Ford limited in practice due to a wrist injury. Najee Harris, um, he was a full participant, so he kind of uh, shook off that knee injury. Now, my question to you about Najee and this uh, Pittsburgh situation. At one point, I thought Warren took over. But these last couple of weeks, Harris has been getting the lion's share of the carries again. They switched coordinators. He's, say again? They switched coordinators. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Went back to okay, yeah, okay. So, but Warren still looks like the guy with the burst to me. Like he still looks like the. Mm. I don't know if they're just trying to use him as a change of pace guy, but Harris still just looks like the battering ram. And I, I don't. I mean, I doubt they're going to give him that fifth year option. So, but but with Pittsburgh, they're more likely to let him walk than they are to trade him because they just don't really trade very much. Um, to be honest, man, you should look at the Pittsburgh offenses like you look at the New York Jets offense. There's nobody worth starting or playing on any on any of these teams. I'm not comfortable with the running back situation because there is a share. Um, and it's like split down the middle. And the offense is already struggling. Not happy with uh starting Deontay or Pickens, who's upset, who'll probably be traded in all season. Not good with starting Pickett at the quarterback. So you know what? I, I don't think Pickens will be traded. Um that's not that's not that's not how Tomlin handles stuff. Um, tell that Antonio. I think Brown. he should be. Tell that Antonio Brown. But but look at how many years we didn't even hear about all the stuff that Antonio Brown was doing. <laughs> he was, but Antonio Brown wasn't doing anything, any of these things on the like that. We didn't hear about him though. No, we didn't see it. You're seeing, you visibly see well, him on the sideline doing what he's doing. That's true. I give you that. A B A B thing was. You know, the whole locker room thing that happened when he recorded live after the yeah. win, something like that. And this is an all-pro wide receiver. In my opinion, a top five wide receiver of all time. So I, I agree. And, and you was able – he's number five, by the way, so for everybody's going right. to – Right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, and, he, and he got shipped out. So this guy, he hasn't done anything yet. So don't think he's above the system. Hell, the way people are talking and whispers, Tomlin ass might be getting shipped out. Nah, not Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh. Honestly, I think they have more wins than they should have because of Tomlin. That offense no, was, uh, he doesn't was and it. is atrocious. He doesn't deserve it at all. No. Not but at some all. of the decisions he's been making as of late, personnel again, we're talking about holding on to certain players a little bit too long. Canada, the OC was there way too long. That's what Pittsburgh does in general, though. That, that 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 like predates him. Like that, I mean, they've only had three head coaches in like the last twenty five years or something like that, if not longer. Yeah, but they but they have had they have had several coordinators over these years. Um. So and and Canada, I can't think of any one of their coordinators that got uh, booted out mid season though. Not mid season, but after the season, this one just was so bad. I mean, the guy they got now, he's not going to be there. 
Facts. These guys, I, I don't think picking Pickett is going to be the guy. They're going to be searching for a quarterback. Don't sleep on them for oh a veteran. I heard um, that Justin Fields, the two teams that are looking at Justin Fields um, are the Falcons and the Steelers. Um, he would upgrade both of those teams. Um, I mean, I think for his sake, I would prefer to see him go to Pittsburgh just because they're a lot more stable franchise. If he goes to Pittsburgh, he won't have to be looking over his shoulder. Uh, and hearing whispers like if they bring you in, you're going to be their guy for the foreseeable future. They just don't get rid of guys unless they're just horrible, which is what Pickett is right now. You go like to Atlanta, to I don't know. I like to say Atlanta without Arthur Smith, but Arthur um, Smith ain't going anywhere, so I wouldn't wish that on just to go. You know what I'm saying? I could change that franchise around like that. If they just let me make a few changes, <laughs> Fields will be a field. But look, though, I should be the GM. It's not the GM's fault. They got the groceries. They have a horrible cook. That's that's the main issue that's going on right now. Um, they have they have the talent. They just don't have the person to put it all together. So that's going to be interesting to see. Interesting to see what they do in the offseason as far as coordinators are concerned. Um, what duties they may take away from Smith. We'll, we'll just have to kind of see how that goes. And that pretty much does it for the news. Um, let's go ahead and hop right on into Rapid Fire 10. And now, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. Rapid Fire 10, Rapid Fire 10, man. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. The playoff edition. So, Zay, get the people right. They can't afford to lose. The best, 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 best intel, information, answers. Let's get right into it. Absolutely. Quarterback position. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me start real quick. Have you seen Tommy DeVito's agent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a wise guy, man. Like he's straight out of the, the, the good fellas, man. Like he, <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Like the local, the local numbers run. <laughs> like <laughs> the money. Danny DeVito or Baker Mayfield. DeVito, staying in the flames. Staying in the flames. Danny DeVito or Trevor Lawrence. Okay, with that one, I'm gonna go with my guy Lawrence. He's a week. He's a week past the injury. I'm gonna go with the guy that has done it more times. I I, I think you're safer with Lawrence. Okay, we got Cuba Hubbard or Tony Pollard. Hmm. Um. I think I'm gonna roll with Tony Pollard. Um, he he has uh, the bigger chance of being able to just break one off and and um, hit that end zone. Um, I, I like that overall offense a lot better. So PPR as well. Um, we got uh, Jarek McKinnon or Najee Harris. McKinnon, especially in PPR, give me McKinnon. I like him as well. Okay, on this one we have. Drake London or Zay Flowers? 
Drake London or Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers had a tremendous game last week. He doesn't normally do it two, three weeks in a row. Give me London. He's the one getting all the love right now for Atlanta. I'm going to Carolina. My boy is back. My boy Horn, JC, he was having a, had a solid week last week. So he's going to see a different, a different. This is man. true. Um, That's I feel you on that. Um, I don't know. Flowers just, I, I haven't seen him put up two games like last week, two weeks in a row. So I, I think worst case scenario for London is he'll look up and get a couple of bombs um, and might be able to make your fantasy week with, with one catch, honestly. Okay. So we got Cooper Cup or Jalen Waddle. Hmm. I think I'm gonna roll with Cooper Cup. Um give me give me a number one wide receiver over a number two wide receiver. And it looks like him and Stafford kind of got back on the same page last week. So I'm gonna stay in the flames with Cup. Right. Tight end question. We got Kyle Pitts or Isaiah Likely. Talent-wise, it's not close. But one team uses the tight end a whole lot more than the other. I got to go with Likely. We got Cole Komet or Dalton Kincaid. Give me Komet. Um, Knox came back in last week and immediately got some love. So um, they looks like they're going to be splitting. So give me, give me the guy that it's his job and his job alone. All right. We got the Atlanta Falcons defense or the Kansas city chiefs defense. You got the Falcons going up against Carolina and you got Kansas city going up against England. I just saw that going up against the Patriots. Um, Mm. That's a good one, too. Actually, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Um, mm. Bailey Zappi got in there and showed us a couple of things. Uh, last week, they, he put up 21 points in the first half of a game. Um, so I'll go with the guy that hasn't – has Bryce Young put up 21 points in a game this year? I, I mean, like, I, I don't I don't maybe know once. that he's – He had a once, one game, maybe? Yeah, maybe okay, well, was, was it Detroit game? He had one game yeah, that he, he played pretty well. G- oh. g- give me give me any defense going up against Carolina. And if you can stash defenses uh, for the rest of the year, um, as far as that's concerned, that, that have Carolina any given week, go ahead and make that stash. All right, last but not least, man, this is a nice flex uh, question. Uh, we got Devonta Smith or Ezekiel Elliott. I think I would have to go with – I think I'm going to have to go with Smith. Smith has been getting a lot of love, even more so than A.J. Brown as of late. There, there is no circumstance in which Smith has worked out of the game. So I, I'm going to get the guy that they've been going to early and often that's going to have the number two cornerback, although he has number one wide receiver talent. Well, that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All right, good people. So let's get on through these matchups uh make sure that you're ready to roll um a lot of these are going to be kind of you know is what it is you know some some guys you're going to have to start it doesn't matter the matchups you don't want to get cute in the playoffs um 
And then there are going to be some guys where you may be able to pivot, maybe looking at a flex spot or something of that nature. Uh, so we'll go through them quickly here. Um, first game up on Thursday, we have the Chargers going up against the Raiders. This is a 34 and a half point over under. Uh, that's one of the lower over unders that I've seen this year. The only one uh, that's coming to mind that was lower than that was the Steelers versus Patriots last week. A lot of people are banged up in this game. Simply put, I would avoid starting anyone in this game that I don't have to start um, based on quarterback play, based on injuries, things of that nature. Uh, but if it is a stud that you have to start and they're not injured, then that's kind of a, you know, do what you got to do type of a situation. But I would pivot if at all possible, other than the Las Vegas defense, um, the Chargers with losing Keenan Allen and losing the starting quarterback. I, I can see that being a, a recipe for disaster and they don't really have much to play for um, other than putting something good on film. So that that's really the only unit that I would be comfortable starting. Um, actually I would go with Vegas's um, kicker as well. Um, he's been missing some field goals too, though. I mean, they, they're going to get him. I think they'll get him within range, but no, that, so that's how you, I'm kind of feeling so about for that. Instance, so for instance, would you play a, um, like Devontae Adams, will you play someone like a if if if, if CJ well you wouldn't know if CJ Stroud going to sit the game is Thursday but like a Nico Collins or a Noah Brown or one of those guys I would hold out hope for Nico before I played Devonta and, and reason being even if Devonte's starting quarterback goes we know his prognosis is kind of low mm-hmm. if Nico Collins starting quarterback goes. He may be a, a wide receiver one for the week. So that that's that's how I'm looking at that. I, I would hold out hope for Nico. Worst case scenario, you're looking at pretty much the same prognosis between the two wide receivers with the um, status of the quarterback that they're going to have throwing in the ball, um, looking at Houston's worst case scenario. So I got the Vikings going up against the Bengals. This is a 40 and a half point over under, and Minnesota's getting three points. What you got on that matchup? Oh, man. Um... I think if you're a, a T. Higgins fan or a T. Higgins owner, my bad, um, this is somebody you may want to – I don't want to tell you to get cute in this situation because, of course, it's T. Higgins and you want to play him. But there hasn't been much there when it comes to Brown. And he has been looking for a chase often and, um, you know, so – And uh, Hudson, the tight end. The Hudson, the tight end, has been getting more love than Higgins. Yeah, so, so I, I love Brown in this game. I think you can start Brown in with confidence, especially in a two quarterback league. In a one quarterback league, uh, you probably have a better, a different, a better option. But he's been playing well. Um, yeah. I do him. I like Chase. I do like Mixon as well, uh, being that you know just for volume and opportunity. Uh, but the key, if you're in a deeper league, man, Chase Brown. Yeah. This, if you're in a dynasty league, he's definitely somebody as well that you probably. Somebody probably got him now, you know what I'm saying? But definitely got you to keep your eye on. And on the other side is um, Minnesota Chandler. Look like Madison probably going to sit. Chandler can be mm-hmm. a, a really good spot start. Um, of course, you know, you play Jefferson Hawkins and you right. got to play the guys. Uh, if you're in a quarterback flex league and you're down in the dumps or, or you need another quarterback, play Mullen. You know what I'm saying? Why not? He's a quarterback. He's going to get the opportunity. 
So, you know, just got Okay. Play. Nick Mullins or Easton Stick? Nick Mullins. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We got Steelers going up against the Colts. 42 and a half point over under. Pittsburgh is getting a point and a half. Um, Moss hasn't been taking advantage of his opportunity with Taylor being going as much as I thought he would. Um, there's really nobody in I think the, the, the best person on Pittsburgh offense at this point is is Boswell. Um I I I roll with Boswell. I like um I think Minshew can do pretty decent in this game. I, I don't necessarily want to trust Moss um in my playoff spot, but if if I have a flex spot that I have to have a, a guy to go in and I'm kind of tossing it around, he may be a guy that I would look at. I wouldn't want him to be one of my running backs that I'm dependent on because he hasn't been getting touchdowns the last couple of weeks. Um and Indy's defense possibly. I don't see Pittsburgh putting up a whole bunch of points um just in general. So that's really all I would take from this particular matchup. Uh we got the Broncos going up against the Lions. This is a 47 and a half point over under with Denver getting four points. What you got on that one? Broncos and Lions. Hmm. This Bronco defense has been playing a little bit better as of late. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, early on, they was bad against the pass and the run. Uh, but at this point, you know, you got to play your guys. Um, David Montgomery, Jamit. Uh, mm-hmm. I like in a standard league, I don't like Jameer Gibbs at all, but in a PPR league, I like him. He just hasn't seemed to really get a lot of touches with Montgomery being healthy. Uh, I love Laporta. Laporta is tight end one this week. Yeah, facts. He's a tight end one, but I think he could be the overall best tight end uh, going this week. Denver is really bad against the tight ends. Uh, this could be a breakout game for him. You may want to temper your expectations a little bit on Armand Saint. Uh, is Sertain going to be following him around or? Well, you know, St. Brown will get in the slot. So yeah. that's how you kind of get away from that. Um, but they've been playing pretty decent as of late. Uh, on the other side. I can see them keeping him in the slot and maybe putting Sertain on uh, uh, Jamison Williams. Hmm. On the other side, I mean, you're probably going to, if you are a, well, you know what? It's funny. Russ, Russ is not having a bad year. He's not. He's not having a bad year. Um. Devontae's been doing decent too. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if you're in your playoff, you got to play these guys. Um, Jerry Judy, don't play him. No. Uh, he's just <laughs> at this point, he's, he's just not a help at all. Sutton is probably going to be the only pass catcher that you can play with a little confidence on that offensively. So, Javonta, Sutton, and Russ will be the guys that I'm more comfortable playing with on the offensive side. Got the Falcons going up against the Panthers. This is a 34-point over under. The Carolina Panthers are getting three points. Um, in this game, I don't really want to trust any Carolina Panther um, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Atlanta? Um, I mean, Bijan could have a decent game. Um, if you got them and you've been starting them, keep starting them. Drake London, um, if you got them, keep starting them. Um, it, it, it's it's this is one of those matchups where if you gotta start them, start them. But I can see this being one of those divisional, you know, fourteen to seventeen type situations. Um, 
and that's being nice to Carolina saying that they might put up 14, to be honest with you. Other than in Atlanta's defense, which I think is going to have a couple of sacks, maybe a couple of interceptions, could mess around and be one of those games where they have a, a pick six or something like that. But outside of that, that's the only uh, unit that I am supremely confident in as far as this game is concerned. I love the Bears. Say again? Bijan should have his best game of the season in this game. I could see that. Um, is, is is like worse in the league, one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the league against the running back. The thing the is, thing is the, though, you got Arthur the, Smith that may or may not actually – I mean, so, like, it's not a Robinson issue. It's a coaching issue. Right. So, That's the thing. That's the thing. And, and then he'll let Robinson get you to the five and put uh, Alagier or, or Patterson in there. So, I mean, like, you're right. He should have his best fantasy game of the year. But will his coach allow him to? Like, that's, you know, that that for fantasy reasons, uh, I hope they get rid of Arthur Smith. But they're tied right now in the division for first in the division. So I can see why the owner's like, well, you could do worse. So, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Browns versus the Bears. This is a 38 and a half point over under. And Cleveland, uh, excuse me, Chicago is getting three points. In this one, um, Cleveland's defense has been on one, which scares me to say you should start fields if you got them. But I can't tell you comfortably to sit fields because even if they don't put up a lot of points because of how much he runs, if he makes it through the game against this offense trying to, I mean, this defense trying to run the ball that much, I think he'll have a decent stat line, um, especially if you're dealing with the two QB league. Um, on Cleveland's side, stay in the flames with Flacco, man. Like, like, like Cleveland's defense, I mean, uh, Chicago's defense hasn't been all that great. So Flacco, Cooper, um, even Ford, if, 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 if the prognosis is good on him as far as um, his injury is concerned, he was limited today, he should be good to go. So I, I can see Cleveland winning another game and, um, you know, marching ever so closely to that playoff picture um, in – been second in that division, uh, but I, I would start Cleveland's defense because the fantasy points that I think that are going to be scored by Fields, by DJ Moore, by Komet, I think is going to be going up and down the field, getting yards more so than scoring points, if that makes sense. So that's why I'm kind of add on that one. Uh, you got the Buccaneers going up against the Packers. This is a 41 and a half point over under. Tampa Bay is getting three points. What you got? Mm, Bucks Packers. Um, pivot from AJ Dillon. Absolutely. Point, don't risk it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for me saying that, he's gonna go out here and have a great game. <laughs> uh, but don't don't I, I I mean you gotta if you gotta if you if you're in a win, you gotta win. You know what I'm saying? You're in a situation where every point counts. And I'm just not happy with AJ Dillon. Even in great matchups, he hasn't been performing as well. If you're in a one quarterback league, uh pivot from from um Jordan Love, and this is a sweet matchup. I don't, this Tampa Bay is horrible against the pass. So the matchup they is there, but Jordan Love has been, it's been a roller coaster ride. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I actually got me a, a my bye week due to his poor performance last week. Uh, so on the other end, I do like Rashad. I continue to, you know, run that up. He's been playing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baker's. 
two quarterback league, he got to. He's, he's probably not even in discussion in a one quarterback league. Nah, he's um, probably on the waivers in a one quarterback league. Right. But I'm okay with playing guys like Browning, these type of guys over over Baker Mayfield. Um, of course, um, I think Chris Godwin, I'm not sure if he's gonna play this week, but he'd be a guy that I'll be able I would want to sit and pivot away from. And the only pass catch I'm confident in is the Mike Evans. So Mike Evans and Rashad White, only guys I like on the Tampa Bay side. On the Green Bay side, if you're digging deep, try craft the tight end. Um, he's the only guy in town at that tight end position. So he's he's been playing pretty decent, getting a few targets here and there. Um, I would go that route. Giants versus the Saints, 39 point over under, and the Giants are getting six points. Um Looking at people that I feel comfortable starting, uh, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, uh, that's about it. Um, and again, I use the word comfortable starting. This is the playoffs, so if you can pivot away from the Giants offense, I would do so. Um, New Orleans defense is pretty decent. But, if again, if you're looking at a two-quarterback league, um, DeVito, I, I throw him in there in a two-QB league. Um, Barkley, you know, flex spot, something like that, um, somewhere where if he pops off, great. If he doesn't, he's not killing your week. But I wouldn't depend on him. Um what is your boy's name? Give me two seconds to look. Um, the wide receiver for the Giants that finally Hyatt. Hyatt. it's kind of who you got? To my Hyatt? Not Hyatt. Um, Hyatt's got nah, hold on. Give me a second. Let me see. Wandell Robinson. Wandell Robinson. Um, he finally showed up. Um, he was dealing with injuries and all that kind of good stuff. He had seven targets, six receptions, 79 yards, um, and two rushing attempts for 36 yards. So um, he had a pretty decent game. He put up close to 18 fantasy points without a touchdown on last week. So they're kind of using him. Um, again, not comfortable with him but if you need a spot start in some cases he may be available on the waivers um no one's really paying much attention to Wandale um unless you're looking at like a dynasty league he's probably on someone's roster somewhere but um if if you need a pinch um if if uh CJ ends up being out and you got to replace uh Nico Collins and you know on, on uh, or you got to replace uh Devontae if he don't go and you just kind of scrounging on the waiver wire that might be a guy that's still there but um yeah, that's there. There's not a lot of comfortability in this matchup, and you never know when you know that that carriage may turn back into a pumpkin. As far as Devito is concerned, I, I I don't believe that he is him. I believe that he's just been playing right. like him for a couple of weeks. So you know you could have that as well. You got the Texans going up against the Titans. This is a 38 point over under, and Houston is getting two and a half points. What we got here? Look at the Houston Texans Titans history, man. This should be a huge, huge, huge Derrick Henry game. I mean, he usually crushed the te- Texans, especially around this time of the year. And there's always playoff time. If you've been a Derrick Henry owner over the years, you already know this is the Yeti. He comes down. You better in the cold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the Texans is always a late game for some reason. Uh, and they always a playoff game for him. I love him this week. 
Uh, Tempe expectations on DeAndre Hopkins. Um, only, not only he's ill, uh, but Stingley has been playing lights out since coming back. Yeah, true. Um, on the other side of the ball, I kind of want to pivot away from Singletary and Pierce because now that Pierce is back, it's a split. You know, they want they play well without it. You know, Singletary play well without one, but once they're together, mm-hmm. it's a mess. Um, and the Titans got a pretty decent run defense too. So, well, they 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 over the history they have been, but they have get they haven't given up some some good stuff uh, lately. Uh, but I'm not really a fan of the Houston offense if C.J. Stroud is not at the helm. Facts. Um, but you know, sneakily, maybe a uh, maybe a Schultz. He's back from his hamstring injury, mm-hmm. uh, so. Even if uh, Davis Mills is the quarterback, this could be a guy that he probably targets, um, especially if Nico Collins was to sit. Um, we already have Tank Dell out, Noah Brown, who, who may play, but Schultz can very well be one of the better pass catchers um, available and maybe have a, you know, backup quarterback sometimes lean on tight ends. So he could probably yeah, be a tight ends and slot receivers for sure. He could be a sneaky start, especially for like a DFS. Jets versus Dolphins. This is a 37-point over-under. As you, as you can see, the trend is there are a whole lot of lower uh, over-unders this week. So we might be having some uh, lower wins um, as far as fantasy is concerned. It might not take quite that uh, that big score that you're normally used to. Um, but you got Jersey going up against Miami, eight and a half points going towards the Jets. I think that Miami's offense will go as far as Hill is able to go. Um, he pretty much only played about a quarter of this past game um, dealing with an injury. So I, I I don't know for certain whether or not he's going to be able to go. And if he doesn't go and Waddle has sauce guarding him, good luck with Waddle. Um, that's going to completely diminish Tua. And I know you're dependent on Tua. Um, as far as the two quarterback league is concerned, and unless you just stockpiled QBs, you're probably depending on them in a um, one QB situation um, or a super flex situation for sure. But um, I, I, it, it's it's going to be up in the air. Uh, Miami's dealing with a lot of injury. The Jets are coming off of a decent win, and their defense has never been the problem with their team. So. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be one of those that I, I I really need you to kind of keep your ear to the ground, verify what injury is looking like, and then kind of make a decision from there. I'll say this, though. Divisional game, Jets getting eight and a half points. I take them eight and a half points. I'm going to tell you that right now. I like, you got the I Chiefs like, going up against the Patriots. I like, I, like, I like the run game for the Dolphins. But see, you got um, A-Chain dealing with an injury and Mostar dealing with an injury. So, so I mean, that, that's another one of those, yeah, if they go. But the Jets' run D ain't bad either. So, I, I don't they're, know. No, nah, they're, they're not that good this year. Um, in their first meeting, uh, Raheem Mostert had uh, 94 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so, but you, have, you, have, you have to look at the fact, too, that they were paying so much attention to the pass that right. it opened up the run. If Hill don't go, that focus switches because Sauce going to take out Waddle by itself. So now you can just completely focus. That safety, you don't have to worry about um, Waddle as he would with Hill. So I, I don't know that they wouldn't bottle up that 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 run offense based on what the safety doesn't have to do if Hill don't go. 
So th- that's why I say, you know, you, you're going to have to really pay attention to the injury report with that squad. Uh, Chiefs Patriots, 37-point over-under. That sounds familiar again. Um, eight and a half points going to New England. I'll say again, take the points. The Chiefs have only put up 21 points. Um, well, they haven't put up over 20 points in like six or seven games this year. And the Patriots defense has been on one all year. The offense just hasn't caught up. So I can see that eight and a half um, been more than enough points to kind of keep the Patriots – uh, running pace, but who do you like in this one? Uh, Fantasy-wise, um, like I said, we're speaking on pivoting to different running backs, and uh, we have two of them in this game. Not sure what Stevenson is going to do, but if he's not available, don't be afraid to I play I don't think Z- he's going to be available. As of right now, it doesn't look like it at least. So don't be afraid to play Ezekiel Elliott. If you look at the box score, he wasn't he didn't run the ball very well, but he did catch a lot of balls. Um this past week, and that helps in this PPR thing, right? For um, sure. So I like I like Ezekiel Elliott in this game. Uh, on the other end, I like Jared McKinnon, who's also going to be able to catch some balls out of the backfield. Uh, I love those two guys to pivot to from away from some of your normal starters that you're used to, accustomed to starting. Um, you know, this Kansas City defense is pretty decent. It's, it's pretty, pretty yeah defense um don't get caught up in the zap behind he may come back down to earth this game <laughs> you know what i'm saying so, uh i know the chiefs are pissed off um, they feel like they lost the game due to some bad you know play calling from the yeah for sure flags from the referee um so they're probably gonna come out trying to shake something but it'll probably be one of those kelsey games on the outside the patriots are pretty decent on the outside their corner position so I'm not looking for any of those guys to do. They haven't been playing well all year anyway. Um, so, of course, Mahomes. So it's just you know, you know, Kelsey Mahomes. Those guys you're gonna play regardless. But the guys I like sneakily be the McKinnon uh, on one end, another end, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not really fond of anyone else on on the Patriots side of the ball. Commanders versus the Rams. This is a 50-point over-under, and I want to say that might be, if not the highest, definitely one of the highest of the week. Fantasy-wise, Vegas is normally not very far off. So fantasy-wise, I'll say if you got them, start them. Um, Howe's been um, doing his thing with Eric Bieniemy at the helm as far as OC is concerned. Uh, Stafford is healthy. You got uh, Puka, Cup, start them. Um, Kyron Williams stardom. Um, mm. I don't know the health of Brian Robinson. If Brian Robinson doesn't go, uh, Gibson stardom. Um, now the wide receivers, as far as Washington is concerned, this is where you kind of be, uh, you kind of have to be a little bit more cautious. Um, but I would feel comfortable starting Dotson as well as scary Terry. Um, I could see both of them possibly putting up a touchdown in this game, but um this is one of those games where you got to go for the gusto based on um, it being one of the only games where there's uh, points that looks like there's going to be scored. Like I said, Vegas isn't normally very far off. So if you have to make a tough decision, my uh, decision maker or um, tiebreaker, if you will, is who does Vegas say is going to put up the most points. So that's something to consider. Um, 
in any given week. Uh, you got the 49ers versus the Cardinals. This is a 48 point over under, and the Cardinals are getting 12 and a half points. What you got on this one? Well, you're not honest, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think this is much to talk about. Debo has been on fire the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, stay in the fire. Um, he's getting hot at the right time. Ayuk has been playing well. Just start, every, you know, all the 49ers start on and all the Cardinals set them. That's all I'm going to say. There's really nothing else to talk about when it comes to this game. I feel you. Um, yeah. Same prognosis on that one. Uh, Cowboys, Bills. This is actually the highest at a 50.5 over under. Dallas is getting two points. Uh, I think that this is going to be a back and forth game. Um, it's definitely a stardom if you got them. You can't get cute and sit either one of the QBs. Um, I don't think you can sit James Cook. Um, he's been doing his thing the last couple of weeks. You don't want to sit Pollard. Uh, CD Lamb is a for sure guy. I actually like Brandon Cooks quite a bit in this game. Um, I think Diggs has an opportunity to kind of, you know, get back in the flames, if you will. Gabe Davis, I'm still not going to trust. Um, I think the tight end position will do well for Buffalo, but I just don't know which tight end you would want to depend on. If you have had to depend on uh, Kincaid over the last few weeks, I guess you got to do what you got to do. Go ahead and throw him out there. Um but I do see the tight end position doing well. I just don't know how that, um, how those targets are going to break up and who they're more likely to go to in the red zone. But I simply put, with this over-under and with the two teams that are playing, start them if you got them. Um, Ravens versus Jaguars. This is going to be the Sunday night game, 42.5 point over-under. The Jags are getting 3.5 points. What you got? Uh, there's nothing special in this game. There's no sneaky. Play what you got. Um, at this point, start your this, this, Yeah, this is one of them, this is one of them games where you just you gotta live and die with what you drafted, right? You know, of course, we're not talking about Lamar. Um, but this will, and, and I tell you one thing though, I would not start anybody at the Ravens' backfield. Okay. Because it's at this point where uh, who is who? Well, we seen Gus slow down a whole lot. Yeah. Right? Start off real hot, slow down. Keaton Mitchell is kind of picking up, finding his way. Um, maybe so I'm going to give you a funny stat. Mitchell had the most carries, but Justice Hill had the most snaps. So to your point, like, you, you don't know <laughs> you don't know what you're about to get with this one, if, yeah, with that backfield. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, in a deeper league, of course, uh, you know, flex position is is maybe what you you know you're facing. You want those sixteen team leagues and stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. Um, play them. I do like Isaiah Likely. Um, if you you know digging kind of deep for the tight end position, um, the Ravens defense has been pretty good. You still got to play ETN no matter what. Um, Facts. Ridley. Mm. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. <laughs> right, right. You should see what I'm saying. So I, I I don't think Ridley and Lawrence plays well this game. Okay. I could be wrong, but I don't see them playing okay. well. This game. Last matchup. 
Eagles versus the Seahawks. This is a 47 and a half point over under. The Seahawks are getting four points. The same thing that you just said about Kansas City, I can see with Philly. Um, I can see this kind of being a get right game for Philly. And um, I can see them going in, utilizing all their weapons. I don't know about the health of Swift. Um, They really didn't say, they really didn't give any additional information as far as Swift was concerned. But um, A.J. Brown, great game. Swift, great game. Hurts, great game. Dallas Goddard, great game. Uh, On the Seattle side, I can see if DK Metcalf can keep his head in the game, I can see him and Lockett having pretty good games. The secondary for Philly hasn't been all that great. Um, The Philly defensive line is still being pretty decent. So I would temper my expectations as far as Walker is concerned. But as long as he's healthy, you got to start him uh, minimally in a flex spot. So, um, but now, the thing with Seattle, the other thing about Seattle, though, if Geno doesn't go still dealing with that groin injury, it could be even worse than, you know, the initial prognosis. Uh, as far as Lockett and DK are concerned, if Lockett is the one throwing in the ball, I mean, Locker, um, Lock, excuse me, is the one throwing in the ball, then I would attempt to pivot from DK and Lockett. But if Geno's back, I can see it being um, a good offensive output by all. If Locke is back there, I wouldn't want any parts of Seattle to keep it a book. Um, you see it any different? I, yeah, I agree. I, I think that Geno make play. Uh, he was limited last week, all through the week. Kind of was like a game time decision. Um, Them groins are tricky, though, because I mean, are. you could just turn the wrong way and it feel like you just got shot in the leg and you just down so with him being in practice with him being the press all week and he was trying to take it all up to the door maybe another week he'll you know give it a go so we shall see um good luck to everyone in the playoffs i want you guys to go over to the facebook group and make sure you let us know what's going on with your playoffs um, if you have some individual questions and concerns, I don't know if you figured it out by now, but your um, individual questions and concerns um, are a lot of what we use to make up the rapid fire 10. So um, we'll definitely love to get your questions and concerns in the Facebook group. Uh, but for this evening, we out. Mm-hmm.